0: Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al-Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al-Fadi.
1: So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. This is Al-Fadi, and you are joining us right now in our... Uh, Studios. Hopefully you like the new look. With me here is no other than the David Wood. Uh, We felt bored, so we flew him over, uh, and he's here now with us uh, to help us uh, spend this time right now with the rest of you. Actually, David kindly, as always, agrees to come here once or twice a year. And we've recorded a number of videos already. Maybe if time allows, right now we will be able to share with you. But... The, for those of you who are listening to this on radio, this is also going to be part of uh, my podcast, Let Us Reason. And of course, we just started the podcast as well. So if you're listening to this on radio, we are doing this as always live on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira. And I just shared it with a couple of other ministry pages that I have and other groups that I am involved in. So if you're on Facebook you're probably going to uh, watch it in a variety of ways. With that in mind, as always, thank you so much, uh, folks, for joining us. Uh, uh, David, uh, I heard that today is the International Day for Women, and I thought that you might have a treat for us.
0: Uh, yeah, well, let, let, me, uh, let me just go to their site real quick. Um, let me go ahead and pull it up here. Uh, International Day, International Women's Day. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and and read a little bit of their description about what does that celebration look like? Do people realize that today is International Women's Day? Probably not all of them. There are different, you know, there are different holidays and so Right. And so you have like your main sort of religious holidays, like, you know, Christmas, Easter. If you're, you're a Muslim, you have, you know, Ramadan, things like that. Um, then you have sort of historical holidays celebrating someone's uh, birthday or some great event from history. Mm -hmm. Then you have all these extra holidays like celebrating this group or that group or this group or that group. And International Women's Day, International Women's Day to educate, enlighten, empower women and girls worldwide – on their website now. Um, so, this is uh, about women from around the globe joining together, uh, having different events, celebrating women's progress, and inspiring and motivating women in many countries to join together as we discover and help implement solutions to the world's most critical problems. <clears throat> I'm trying not to burst out laughing because. They say things and I agree with it but they never apply any of this to Islam. They just they just ne- S- Somebody yeah.
1: said this must be
0: Muhammad's uh, you know favorite day. Yeah. <laughs> if it was just if it was just an, an international day celebrating uh celebrating women. Look guys, Muhammad did indeed love women. Muhammad loved women just not in not in the way not in the way that's the website would call for right? Not what right? Not, they're not striving after the same things. That's you right. know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we have International Women's Day, and I think this has been going on for more than a century, uh, long before the feminist movement of the 1960s. International Women's Day's genesis goes back to February 28th, 1909, New York, USA, with a prophetic focus on women's rights. Prophetic. 1909. So this has been going on for a long time. I wonder, I wonder how much of that time they've focused on the elephant in the world. Yeah. There, uh, there's there's not just an elephant in the room. There's an elephant in the world. You know absolutely. What I mean? And and sadly, uh,
1: David, if you mention these things to these founders of this particular, you know, woman uh, uh, celebration of the International Women's Day, um They're going to look the other way and they're going to pretend that they're not even listening to anything you're saying.
0: Yeah. And it's and and, and just to be clear, I I have no experience with this organization. I just saw today that it's International Women's Day. Uh, I'm just assuming based on almost every other person from every single similar organization or event that I've ever encountered, it's all, yes, we're for women. You say, what about the women in the Middle East? Ah, how dare you bring that up, you bigot? <laughs> right? that, that's just how it is. Now, let, let, me give, let, let, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Because there are people going, oh, the, the, the fact that you would even mention any, anything going on in the Muslim world just shows that you're a bigot. And we, we can't pay any attention to, to you or respond to that. It's not worthy of response. This is not us as critics of Islam who are, who are noticing the problem here. Yeah. It's not it's not just us. Let, let me give you two separate studies. In two thousand nine, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, this is not an Islamophobic organization. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development released a report on gender equality and social institutions. So social institutions like marriage and things like that. They rated countries around the world based on the opportunities women have for education or employment, laws to protect women from physical violence. So basically, it do, does your country protect women from physical abuse? Uh, the percentage of women who are married and or divorced by age 16. So they, they used, those are the criteria they use to see um, how women are viewed and treated in that society. They ranked the countries from best to worst. They found that 11 of the 12 countries with the highest levels of discrimination against women were Muslim-majority countries. Why would there be that level of correlation between Islam and problems with women's rights? One more. A similar study, 2014, conducted by the World Economic Forum, using their own criteria. Concluded that 18 of the 20 worst countries in the world, in terms of the gender gap between men and women, in terms of the treatment of men and women, 18 of the 20 worst countries in the world for women were Muslim majority countries. Two different organizations coming to remarkably similar conclusions. Now, think about this. If we bring it up, if we bring it up, hey, you have massive problems in places like saudi arabia and iran and pakistan and so on with the treatment of women with uh women's rights in these countries with the age at which girls are married off with abuse showered upon women with the opportunities that women have with whether they can even get educations you have all of these issues and yet, if you were to bring any of that to most organizations that claim to be supporting and defending women's rights, if you went to any of them and said, "Hey, we're really concerned about that," is, ah, you bigot, you bigot. It's like I don't really believe you. And again, I'm not. Ta- I'm not. Uh, uh, if someone wants to correct me and say, "No, the actually, in the group behind International, you know, Women's Day, they're actually, you know, actually doing something for women in these countries." Uh, again, I'm just saying based on. All the feminists we hear from and so on, it's we believe in women's rights, except for in, a, in the, the Muslim world. Then suddenly we got nothing to say.
1: That's right. I mean, you have women in Afghanistan being uh, tracked down or even murdered for daring to talk about education or even promoting education. You have women in Yemen, young uh, girls in Yemen who are married off to older men. And, and, and yet, you know, no one is saying anything about it. Uh, you have women that are being killed, uh, honor killing, just for daring uh, either to stand up for the right or refuse to marry or being caught, basically, uh, let's say, in the West, uh, dressed up in a, in a Western style or maybe even dating someone. Mm-hmm. And the list can go on and on and on.
0: Yeah. And so it's just, uh, I mean, you you look at the goals of these organizations and it's like, hey, we want we want women to be educated and we don't want abuse against women. And we want you look at that and go, yes. And for some reason, for some reason, once you, it's, it's like they're saying women matter, but only here. And I, I, man, I just I don't trust that because I think now I think the goal is not women. It's, it's you have some goal, and women are a tool to get your other goal. But your other goal, it, it, it's really, if you ever have to decide between appeasing jihadis or protecting women you'll you'll appease the jihadis and say you know kick the women you know under the bus so yeah. exactly again ladies and gentlemen i i i hope i hope international women's day international women's day and the organizations there are, are better than i'm thinking but it's every single time it's so shocking it's so shocking because there are you'll occasionally come across a feminist who'll actually criticize honor killings or something like that and say that's the problem right there you guys are talking about You know, some some you guys are complaining about something, some tiny little thing that happened to you in the West. Look at that. I mean, they're they're actually brothers and fathers will kill their sisters or daughters for walking down the street without a male escort. How is that not a bigger issue? You'll occasionally run across a feminist or a woman's women's rights activist who talks about that. But it's like shocking when you see it because it's it's so it's so much against against the grain.
1: And you know um, what is so interesting, uh, David, um, the prophet of Islam, of course, even in hadith collection, stated that any nation that have a woman as its leader is basically uh, will never
0: succeed. Exactly, that's that's his uh, words.
1: Prone to fail. Now, how many European basically countries have women who are their prime minister or queens or leaders? They're succeeding, but they probably, if you bring up this hadith to them, they'll deny that this is something yeah. that Muhammad would have said.
0: Yeah, so th- that's a perfect example. So that's, that's Sahih al-Bukhari. Sahih al-Bukhari, Muhammad says, a, a nation will never succeed if it makes a-, a woman its its leader. You could go to an actual woman leader leading a country, and you could say, we understand you don't want to blast Muhammad and I'll understand if you if you wanted to say, hey, you know, he was a product of the times that he lived in or something like that. But they just they just don't <laughs> they won't they, they, they won't even go there. It's once again, you'll be a bigot <laughs> for pointing that out, because notice here it's, it's a very simple issue. If you really, really, really want women to be. Educated and to have these rights and to have the right to not be beaten by her husband uh, or to be a leader or something. You 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 can't wholeheartedly embrace these things without at least explaining how you're interpreting it, right? If you want, if a Muslim wants to say, "Here's here's how I'm reinterpreting this," well, guess what? Sometimes, yeah, some sort of context or something like that might lead you to a different interpretation, Um, but that's not what you'll get. It's hey, you're you're a bigot and a and a racist. Even though you're Arab, (laughs) you're a bigot and a racist for even saying that. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, some of you are asking if this is
1: live or if this is recorded. This is recorded. We just projected that you can ask these questions in the future. So we're prophetic, you know? Of course it is live. And we have David Wood right here. David, raise your hand so they believe that. uh... So uh, if anyone have any questions for us, thank you for those who gave, by the way, through uh, Super Chat. We appreciate it. Uh, this is part of our also or my radio show, Let Us Reason. We have about 11 minutes left, uh, give or take, uh, David, for mm-hmm. uh, the, the uh, podcast side of things. So, um, you know, earlier, uh, myself and David here recorded something about the psychology of Muhammad. Do you want to use any of that example in relationship to uh,
0: Muhammad and women, for instance? Um, I think the... The psychology of Muhammad uh, material, and guys, you can watch my videos on that, or um, Al will will have one coming out where we did a close to I was like, probably an almost an hour long. Yeah, it right, was right? yeah, almost yeah. like fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's basically Muhammad had some some serious issues that related a lot to what he experienced in childhood. But yeah, some of the really. Weird stuff seems to be related like his. And we talked about we talked about this in the video, Muhammad marrying a woman who was the exact same age. That his mother would have been if she hadn't died when she was six years old. So. Muhammad's father dies before he's born. He's sent to live with a foster family. The foster family concludes that he's demon possessed and send him back to his mother. When he's four, four and a half, then his mom dies when he's six. And he was so traumatized by that. He was so traumatized by that, that years later, years later, when he's, when now he's a prophet and he's got all these followers and so on. And when he saw his mother's grave, he saw his mother's grave, they said he wept so much that his beard became soaked with tears. This is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a grown man. That's how deeply it impacted him. That even even years later, after he'd been through so much, even well into his prophetic career, he was still weeping and soaking his beard with tears over this. But you take something like that, Muhammad loses his mother and every other relationship he had early on, but he loses his mother when he's six. And then who does he marry He marries a woman who's the exact same age that his mom would have been, and that that could be a coincidence. But you know, when Muhammad, when something would go wrong for Muhammad, when he got spooked, when he thinks something is coming after him, he would run home to Khadija and say, "Cover me, cover me." So cover me, cover me, and it's like, wait a minute, you you run to your wife for protection? That's what a that's what a child does to his mother, right? A child will run home to his mother for protection. And Muhammad, at 40 years old, is like that. And right. so there's very, very, very weird, weird stuff uh, going on. Uh, we do have we do have questions yeah, like this, I David. To, I wanted to mention to you, yeah. David, where have you been? I'll, I'll, I'll probably post a video. I should be back to normal. Well, it's going to be beyond normal. Uh, it's going to be massively upgraded uh, a, probably a week from today, maybe this weekend, but probably a, a week from today. But long story short, um, there are all these things that were constantly slowing me down, and I'm kind of just taking the time to fix everything. So just just, just as an example, um, where I normally record, when you see me in my videos, uh, it takes me a lot longer to record that video than it needs to because. On the opposite side of my wall, there's a street and there's a motor. If you ever see me annoyed in a video, it's it's probably because a motorcycle keeps revving its engine or something like that outside. I have to keep re-recording that. I'll just keep re-recording it Mm. uh, until nothing revs outside and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm doing stuff like soundproofing that. That's the the simplest example. Mostly it's become uh, I'm probably the most disorganized person you've ever met. I keep everything spread out. I have piles of stuff everywhere. And it got to the point where, hey... Every day I need something and it takes me 20 or 30 minutes to find it. If I just got really, really organized, I'd be saving 20, 30 minutes per day, every day, and then I could get a lot more done. So I'm taking care of a lot of stuff to make myself organized because I'm launching a second channel and then I'm going to be doing basically four to five videos per week on my regular channel and then two on my new channel on a different topic. And in order to do both those things, I needed to get organized. So it's just, I figured it would take me like two weeks to really get organized. And it's uh, a lot more work than I thought. I'm,
1: I'm glad, brother, you're mentioning this. And, and by the way, uh, uh, David performed the pilgrimage in Mecca and just returned <laughs> back yeah. after, after he went there.
0: It'll be funny if you take photos, selfies in Mecca, man. That would. We'll we get vocab. <laughs> we we'll get vocab dressed up as 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 Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, You'll probably come pull one. <laughs> oh, hey, speak, speaking of the pilgrimage, I, you and I have never talked about this. Did you know that that's actually like the sexual assault capital of the world? Have oh, you read any of this stuff? God, bro, I'm— I, I know these things. Yeah, I
1: remember. I lived there. I understand. Yeah, it's a nightmare, especially for women from Southeast Asia and Indonesia. Poor women. I mean, it, it used to be yeah. like a festive for men when the pilgrimage happened. It's it's absolutely true. It's absolutely. And I know of some women who actually, after left Islam, they were disgusted by what happened to them over there.
0: Yeah, and uh, th- there was actually a uh, when the when there was the Me Too movement came out, then there was a mosque Me Too. Movement where, and most of the stories that I saw were stories about women being sexually assaulted during the Hajj. And it was, I'm walking around, I'm walking around the Kaaba and guys are sexually assaulting me. Hmm. And so, and in fact, there's a there's a, a Muslim, he's a Quran only Muslim now, but he's a, so he's a Quran only Muslim now. But he was, it was uh, Orthodox Muslim back in the 80s. And he said they went over there and they warned him ahead of time. They warned him ahead of time that uh, there are men who are going to come up and sexually assault you, even, and you can't get violent in response. And he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm from Brooklyn, right?" And so, uh, but he said that it did. He said he said a fight almost broke out because a guy's feeling on him. So notice they know it's happening. They know it's happening, and it's much more so. Much more so with the with the women, and it's just it's amazing that you know. Hey, this we got to talk about this because it's International Women's Day. It's International Women's Day, and if you point out, hey, if you want to talk about sexual assaults, the Hodge would be a good place to start since that's the sexual assault capital of the world. Um, and yet, if you were to bring that up, you'd be a horrible bigot for uh, for mentioning it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to, to uh, you know, mention things like this,
1: but it is the honest truth that some people in Mecca will rent homes for pilgrims, but they'll make sure that they uh, tell the woman, you know, if if you want a protection, you know, when you take a shower, we have a shower on the roof, so no one will see you. And then they will go on the other roofs, tell their friends, and they all have their binoculars and everything else, and they're watching and recording and all that kind of stuff. It's just... Mm-hmm. I mean, back then we used to look at it as fun, and now it's disgusting when
0: you think about it. Um, uh, Let's uh, we we got we got a few minutes left before the quick break, but let me. I just wanted to point out this is nothing new. When we look at, I mentioned the statistics about uh, the treatment of women in Muslim majority countries, and we look at you know the issues with sexual assault and all kinds of other issues that we could go into. But uh, let me read part of a hadith. This is Sahih al-Bukhari, 5825. It's about a man who divorced a woman, then she went to another man and then wanted to divorce that man and go back to the original man. And her new husband beat her until her skin turned green. But I just wanted to get to the, the words of Aisha here. So, Rifa divorced his wife, whereupon Abdurrahman rahman bin Azubair married her. Aisha said that the lady came Wearing a green veil, keep in mind the green veil, wearing a green veil and complained to her. She complained to Aisha of her husband and showed her a green spot on her skin caused by beating. Her skin was green. Hmm. It was the habit of the ladies to support each other. Why are the women supporting each other? Doesn't Islam protect them? It was the habit of the ladies to support each other. So when Allah's messenger came, Aisha said, I have not seen any woman suffering as much as the believing women. Look, her skin is greener than her clothes. So she has a green veil on. And Aisha says, look at the, Look at her green skin. Her skin is greener than her clothes. But notice th- those words. I have not seen any woman suffering as much as the believing women. She's talking about Muslim, Muslim women. She's saying Muslim women have it worse than pagan women. Muslim women are treated worse than everyone else. This is the mother of the faithful saying this. Someone who learned Islam from Muhammad himself as her husband. She was his child bride. She learns Islam in the ultimate context for learning Islam. Her takeaway message was Muslim women are treated worse than pagans, worse than Jews, Christians, everyone. Yeah. What does Especially, that show you? Yeah. She, she hasn't seen this during paganism mm-hmm. before Islam,
1: or at least she hasn't noticed this before herself accepting mm-hmm. Islam.
0: So this is the mother of the faithful saying we Muslim women have it worse than everyone than everyone else. We look at statistics down today and they find that the worst places in the world for women are Muslim majority countries. And we say, "Hey, why don't we look at what Islam teaches to understand that?" No, you bigots, don't 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 look into that. Wait a minute, you've got a problem that's been going on for 14 centuries about the teachings of this religion. So that from the time it started Mm-hmm. The women who witnessed it firsthand would say, whatever this is, it's causing us to be treated worse than everyone else, than women in any other place in the world. If we look today, women are treated, still being treated worse there. But we can't, we can't talk about it, even though we supposedly care about women. Strange stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Bam Bamster, uh, thank you so much for the super
1: chat. Uh, we're wrapping up the first part of our radio podcast, because this is both a video, live stream, and a radio podcast. Uh, Both are called Let Us Reason, by the way. That's the hallmark of uh, my uh, program. So we're wrapping up part one of our uh, podcast, uh, Let Us Reason. We want to thank those of you who are listening to this podcast. Next week, you'll listen to part two, which will happen right now, actually. And you can always go to our YouTube channel, Sierra International, uh, and watch it, uh, basically the actual video, and you can see the interactions and the guest, uh, David Wood, and so on and so forth. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, here, International. And we'll talk about Patreon also in the second half of our podcast and also the continuation of this video. Those of you who are with us in studio right now, who are watching us live, please uh, just uh, hold tight. Uh, we are going to take a, about a 30-second transition into part two. This is Alfadi. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everyone. God bless you.